Welcome to the Minecraft Spooky Stories Podcast, and Merry Christmas. Today is December 19th, only a week away from Christmas. This episode includes a story by me, Kalmelis. And after the story comes a small segment where I answer some questions submitted by you, the listeners. I hope you guys will stick around for that. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Creepypasta, Underwater by Cal Mellis. I do not know why. I do not know how. But when the seat 18, 19, 87, 49, 83 is put into the sea generator, the world comes out strange. I believe it's a one in a million chance for this to happen, or maybe it would only happen to me. When I spawned in the world, there were no trees, there was no land, and there were certainly no sheep. Everything was underwater, water stretching as far as my render distance would allow. The odd thing too was that the ocean looked like the pre-1.13 oceans, even though I was playing on 1.16. Also strange, I wasn't losing any breath. The bubbles weren't being used up. After some confusion, I decided to take one of the most logical steps, assume this was a weird spawn, and swim upwards to the surface. I started swimming upwards, towards the top of the ocean above, but when I got within a few blocks of the surface, I got blindness. I was unable to see, my screen grew steadily darker, way past the darkness blindness usually gives you. I stared at the pitch black screen, until the darkness subsided, replaced with black layers instead. Let the water obscure the truth, it said. I always believed that if I ever got into a Minecraft creepypasta situation with Herbarin or Nall, I would keep a cool head and ask them questions. No problem, I thought. Now, this was not the case. After seeing the message, my heart was performing a drum solo in my chest, and my breaths were short and shallow. I felt like I was drowning. I clicked save and quit. No response from the game. I clicked close all windows on Minecraft in the taskbar. No response. I pushed the power button. Thankfully, the screen went dark. I rebooted my computer and turned it back on. I was immediately faced with the Minecraft screen still running the ocean world. There was no escaping it. Unfortunately, at that time, I was home alone with no way to easily contact my parents. I probably didn't even remember their phone numbers. This was up to me. I took a deep breath and felt my heartbeat go down to almost normal. I double-clicked the W key and started swimming forward. Slowly, the pre-1.13 ocean turned to coral reefs and kelp fields. I felt a little better by seeing the colorful fish swimming around the coral structures. Even though I was seeing the updated ocean, there was still no ancient roots to hopefully find some materials in. I kept swimming, confident that my bubbles would stay full. For the first time, I noticed that there were no drought anywhere. Weird, but nice. In front of me was a sunken ship. Finally, the materials I needed. I swam up to it and into its cabin area where the chest was. Inside the chest were 12 iron, 10 emeralds, and 6 lapis. Jackpot. I wanted a treasure map, but there were no islands as far as I could tell, so one would be useless anyway. A train flew by me. That meant a drone was nearby. I looked down, and sure enough, one of the rotting creatures was looking up at me, trotted in hand. I swam down and spent anxious minutes dodging trains and smacking them with my fist, as I had no tools. 
The weirdness of the ocean world was almost forgotten by me as I ventured on. After another five minutes, I saw an underwater mountain, not tall enough to break the surface, right in front of me. On the side of it was a cave. I swam to it and walked for the first time in this world instead of swimming. In the cave were some coal ore and a campfire. Weird. There is no reason for a campfire to be here. The cave continued past where I could see. I walked to the end and turned a corner. Facing me was a human. I was a single player, unconnected to the internet. My game crashed, and, as cliche as it sounds, the world was deleted. Later, I told my friend about my experience. He said to look inside the game's files and see if anything weird was there. I did, and I found a text document called underwaterbeta.txt. And Zad said, beta test for 1.13.0 underscore 1 update. New mob drowned. Spawns when the human mob is killed in or by water. New mob, human. Random chance to spawn when a player is killed. Human mob AI will come from previous actions of the player. And then, update. Human mob removed, glitches and bugs, unreliable features, corrupted player data. So the human was the precursor to the drowned. The human spawned when a player died, and then mimicked their behavior. Okay, but the question is, who died? And as seen by the human's actions, the player's been mining or something. There used to be land? Also, the drowned I fought used to be a human. Who else had died in that world? I don't think we'll ever know. A few weeks later. After my world was deleted, some things still didn't make sense to me. Why did the world tell me to let the water obscure the truth? If this was merely a beta, then why was there something so creepy in there? Also, as I said before, who else had perished in that world before I joined? The developer? I decided to try the seed again. I put in the seed 18, 19, 87, 49, 83 again, and loaded the world. The world loaded as any other world would. I spawned in the middle of a plains biome, with mountains and taiga bordering it. I decided to go to the taiga to collect wood. Inside the taiga it was normal, though, for the first time, the mossy stone boulders gave me an ominous feeling. I decided that the best course of action would be to find an ocean and hope that my encounter could be replicated. I spent about 30 minutes wandering the taiga and its surrounding biomes, till I finally stumbled upon a branch of the sea right next to savannah. I dove underwater and searched for a drowned. While I searched for a drowned, my hopes soared. Maybe the glitch has happened again. My hopes were shattered when I came upon a group of five drowned. It appeared that the glitch was non-existent in this world. My last hope was to find a cave like the one I met the human mob in the first time. I scoured the area around the drowned and came up with nothing. I scoured a little further out and found one. It was a small cave on the side of the ravine's wall. The cave sloped upward and there was an air pocket at the top. I surfaced and looked around. Nothing. No ores, no campfires, nothing. Defeated, I swam back out of the cave and headed to the surface. When I surfaced, I looked where I was. What I saw instead of land was a human looking at me from a boat they were in. My game crashed. The world wasn't deleted though. I explored it again, and you will not believe what I found. Easy Bay está abierto ahora. Llena tu verano de risas, toboganes y chapoteos. El nuevo Pelican Point es la experiencia perfecta para los huéspedes más jóvenes en Zumbisi Bay. Estaremos celebrando el 15 aniversario de Zumbisi Bay durante todo el verano. Así que obtén tus pases de zumbisibay.org para planificar su aventura hoy. 
Step inside the 35,000-square-foot arena at Dolly Parton Stampede and experience the high-spirited adventure. A live entertainment spectacle featuring our exciting state-of-the-art visual sets, thrilling horse-riding stunts, spectacular special effects, and stirring musical productions, all while enjoying a fabulous four-course feast. It's the most fun place to eat in the Smokies, I guarantee it. Go to dpstampede.com for reservations and information. you guys enjoyed that story this is the segment afterwards where i answer some of the questions submitted inside the submitted for the question on the previous episode the question was just do you guys have any questions for me and i have a few to answer today and i'm sorry if i pronounced your name wrong the first one is from jack and it is what was your inspiration to create a new podcast rather than just having more story variation in minecraft short stories well mainly because the stories I do on Minecraft short stories are such a different genre than the ones from Minecraft spooky stories. It's fantasy and it's fantasy, humor, fiction, that kind of stuff opposed to spooky and ominous. So I thought that would be too much separation to put into this podcast. And also you can make a decision if you didn't want to listen to the ominous and spooky ones you could just continue with the ones on Minecraft short stories. The next one is from Joshua. Will there be more Minecraft short stories podcasts? Not planning on it, because the romance stories, I, I, I have nothing else to make a podcast about. Next one is from Az. What got you into Minecraft? Well, what got me into Minecraft was most likely my sister, I believe. I actually don't know what I got into Minecraft with. I started Minecraft, I believe, in 1.12, and then I stopped playing Minecraft for like two years, around the 1.14 update, and the snapshots of that, and then I got back into it because I decided I want to play Minecraft again. But how I first got into it, maybe because I, I think it was because I used to play this game called Kid Block, which is kind of scuffed Minecraft, and then maybe I saw Minecraft and was like, that looks a lot good. That looks way better. But that also may have been how I got into playing Terraria. So I do not know the answer to this question. Next question is from Lincoln. Could you try to add video recording along with the episodes? The storytelling is great, but seeing what's happening would be better. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Well, Lincoln, I am actually planning, as soon as our house has good enough Wi-Fi, to start making video episodes this podcast it's not going to start out being with me having a animation or a character acting out what's happening such as some of the creepypasta videos you see nowadays Minecraft creepypasta videos where you see the play- see what the players are doing inside the creepypasta on your screen because I don't have time for that but if the YouTube channel gets large enough like 20k subs I may start doing that because it would be more than a hobby at that point but once i get to 20k subs and start doing the video and maybe start doing the video the special video then i will put that on the podcast too next one is gabo will you do minecraft short stories and this podcast at the same time i need another episode yes i will in fact there should be another episode out 
today or next week. Next one is from Waffle Guy. What was your inspiration for creating this podcast? I kind of went over that in Jack, but my inspiration for creating this podcast, like I said, was the... I want to make... I want to separate this creepypasta Minecraft stories from the normal Minecraft short story story, short story stories. And this is what came of that. But the main inspiration was I like writing normal stories and I like writing creepypastas, so I just split those up. Next one is from ABAE. What is the music at the beginning called? Uh, I made that music and I have no clue what it's called. I made it in Logic Pro, and it's just called Project One. So, um, I guess it's just Project One. I, I made that in like 30 minutes. It didn't take me very long to make it, but it was right after I used the. It was right after I made the trailer music for the Minecraft Spooky Stories trailer. So, I just used some of the orchestral things inside Logic Pro. Next question is from Flowers. I've call, I'm calling you Flowers since your name was the Law of Emojis. And it's, did you really find all these mobs? Often you say that you've got experience with all the jobs you mentioned. Well, no. Because these are all fictitious. No relation to any human, any Minecraft player living or dead. So, and also most of these stories are written by other people. So, even if they had experience, I have not personally had any of these experiences. Next question is from Tom Rob. How long does it take you to make an episode? I spend about four hours a week making the podcast, give or take an hour or two. And the final question is from Penn. Have you looked back to your first episode of Microsoft Stories? Yep, I listened to that like two weeks ago. Yes, I have looked back at those and noticed needs to be a little bit more edited but it was it's fine I, I enjoy those I don't like listening to them since then I don't really like listening to them since it's weird hearing your voice from like two years ago but they're they're nice but I do it for the nostalgia well that's the end of that segment thank you guys for listening to this episode and I will hopefully see you guys inside the next one